Yo, 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 what up, what up? It's your girl Daylight, and you are tuned into On a Higher Level here on Anchor FM. What's going on, ladies and gentle dudes? Today is April 20th, 2021. Happy holidays. It's faux 20. You know what it is. You know, if you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? I hope everybody's feeling good, feeling great. As you can hear, my voice is a little scratchy because I am getting over bronchitis, something I have never experienced before. But of course, my immune system has been up and down with all these damn medications they've had me on. So, you know, even my natural herbs and stuff are trying their hardest. So, you know, my immune system is kicking ass right now. It's really fighting hard for me. But at the same time, something like bronchitis, when it's almost summertime, you know, I was just freaked out. Thank God it wasn't pneumonia because I was convinced it was pneumonia, but I was also afraid to even step foot outside my house and be like, treated like, oh my gosh, everybody put on a hazmat suit, she has COVID. It was insane. I went to this urgent care center and um, they literally had another section where people were grouped in like zombies. It was insane madness. And then the other section was all quiet and calm. It's like, oh, all this shit started to bother me. It's just like, it's messing with my mind. It's like, I can't walk out and be considered a normal human if I have to cough or if I have to sneeze. Everything is not COVID, okay? There are other illnesses that make you sneeze, that make you cough. It's, it's, it's just the panic and the fear, it just causes so much anxiety. It's like you just want to be disconnected from that fear, you know? Because I'm not fearful of this. It's, it's a disease and it's terrifying, I'm sure. And I have experienced it myself, so I don't want to hear anybody telling me what I should feel like or what I should be saying. No, I actually contracted COVID myself when I was in the hospital in 2019 having surgery on my brain. So I don't want to hear what anybody has to say. My perspective is uniquely my own and I stand by it 100%, 100,000%. But I am just getting over bronchitis the natural way. Um, of course, I was given all kinds of antibiotics and this and that's by my doctors because of the cancer, but I don't take that stuff. I don't anymore. I did, I started off you know, at the beginning, trying to be as cooperative as possible, you know, because I had stayed away from the medication part for years. So I decided to do things differently because it was involving my brain. So I'm thinking, okay, I don't know much about that area as it pertains to adenoid cystic carcinoma. Involving the brain, the brain lining, things of that nature. Maybe these guys know what they're talking about. I'm researching as I'm medicating. I'm seeing how my body's reacting. And so if my body's reacting negatively, I cut it off. I let the doctor know. You know, it's just, it's been an eye-opening experience to say the least. You know, I've learned so much about myself, my mental state, my body, you know, how I truly feel about all this and starting to recognize that in the last 19 years, I haven't really sat and faced my feelings about everything that I've been experiencing and not just the cancer itself, the care around me as the cancer was occurring, you know, people, situations, you know, my feelings, my thoughts, you know, things I've written down. Moments where I've recorded myself crying and lamenting over this horrible process and everything that goes along with it. Doctors not listening, medications causing problems, and then having to take another medication for that, you know, the same old shit. So yeah, it's been one hell of a ride. I'm telling you, these medications have fucked me up, y'all. That's why I'm off of them now. You know, I'm completely off of the medications. Even for the bronchitis, I wouldn't take the antibiotics because, I mean, you don't treat bronchitis with antibiotics. I know, again, the doctor was concerned because of the cancer. And I don't know if you can hear it now, but I'm kind of wheezing a little bit. And I don't want to cough just yet because sometimes it doesn't really help. It kind of just makes my chest hurt. 
But yeah, today is a holiday, so I'm trying to stay as upbeat as possible. I'm drinking my coffee from this morning, just now at four o'clock. But it's all good, you can warm it up. That's exactly what I did. So here I am with you guys, listening in, hearing the trials and tribulations of having a chronic cancer, a rare chronic cancer, a rare genetic chronic cancer. <laughs> My goodness, it's like one stack after the next. You break through one wall, then you gotta get through the next challenge and the next labyrinth. It's, it's an insane, intricate system of anomalies and things that just make no sense with adenoid cystic carcinoma. And I am open to sharing that journey with everyone. Whoever wants to listen, whoever needs to hear it, because it needs to be heard. And not necessarily for ACC research. You know, it's, it's much more than that maybe for someone, you know? Maybe this story can relate to someone in a whole different field of life. And they're like, you know what? I had that feeling too. No, I didn't have cancer. No, I didn't lose my eye. But I've experienced that feeling and I thought I was alone. You know what I'm saying? You reach out and you help someone by just speaking and telling your truth, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Don't sugarcoat it. Don't add rainbows and unicorns in one part. I feel like if you're completely 1000% honest, that's how you truly start to heal. That's where your mind starts to be like, you know what? I haven't faced how I felt about this or that or anything, you know? Even how I felt yesterday when I got frustrated on my drive home, you know? It ties into so many emotions and that's the, the, the really, the, the foundation of it, your emotions and how you choose to walk into it, how you choose to handle it. And, you know, I, I try to take things on as they come along, but I've realized that it's caused me to repress feelings that I didn't want to face in the moment because I wanted to be strong enough to be able to survive that issue in that moment to the point where I repressed my emotions. It was either scream, cry, yell with no support and feel awful or go into this with the clearest mind that you can in this moment and as you're growing begin to piece by piece handle those things and no people will say that's not the way no it's unhealthy this works for me through my perspective this works for me and I'm so thankful that it does and it's different for everyone so I'm so grateful today today really is a holiday it's a day of celebration I'm finally starting to feel like Daisha again. I haven't felt like myself for the longest time. I've been so cloudy with drugs and it's been insane, y'all. It's been insane. I just got off the phone not too long ago with the nurse that's supposed to be scheduling through the neurosurgeon and the ocular plastic surgeon to rebuild symmetry and bone and all that. <sighs> and then this doctor doesn't take insurance that I have and then this doctor is not available and then this doctor can't do the procedure and then we may have to refer you to Philadelphia, or we may have to refer you to Texas. Oh, Texas says we don't take your insurance, so it's just one boom after the next, and you just take it as it comes. So, like I said, for me, in this growth pattern that I'm experiencing, that God is allowing me to flow through, I am starting to learn so much about how I felt over the years. And honestly, it's been mind-blowing. I didn't know I had so many deep, deep feelings inside about this. I thought I was facing everything as I was handling it. People tell me, you're so strong. You're so brave. And sometimes I pause and look at them and I'm like, huh, that's an interesting like perspective. Like, <laughs> that's an interesting perspective because it really is. And I stopped to think like, huh, I'm strong. I'm powerful. I'm, I'm all of these wonderful things. So let's Let's really go inside and see how I feel. And it's been so 
so amazing to do that. And I have moments where I cry, I have moments where I laugh, I have moments where I'm like, wow, I don't even remember that, that happened? It's been, it's been a journey well worth taking and I'm just excited that I'm able to see things this way because some people die without even knowing what's going on in their own minds, let alone anybody else. How can anybody else figure you out if you can't figure you out? That's my whole, that's how I feel. You know, that's my whole mantra or my mindset. So yeah, that's where I am today, guys, on the national holiday that is full 2021. Alright y'all, so on this week's Rollin' and Bowlin', we have Gelati. And so, of course, you know I went to my favorite site, allbud.com, to get some facts. So it says, Gelati, it's a rare and evenly balanced hybrid strain, and at 50% indica, 50% sativa, created by crossing gelato and OG biscotti strains. You'll get a THC level of about 20 to 23%. The effects are energizing, euphoria, focus, happy, and hungry. Relieve symptoms of ADD, ADHD, appetite loss, fatigue, nausea, depression, and stress. The flavors are berry, fruity, and menthol, and the aromas are pungent, diesel, and spicy. And I must admit that when I was going through the beginning of the bronchitis, I had no appetite whatsoever. I mean, you couldn't even get me to look at water in any type of way, and I was trying my hardest to drink it to stay hydrated, but everything made me nauseous looking at anything even taking the medication the cough syrup just nyquil anything i was mm -mm, i couldn't do it taking tea that i knew would help me elderberry all my herbs you know my black seed oil everything made me nauseous but what did help me was the gelati strain and i promise you it stuck by me the entire time some strains will help in other ways with particular things but this was an all-inclusive, you know, it was like the resort weed, <laughs> if I will. You know, because today is 420, so I do want to give a shout out to whoever decided to make this strain. You deserve an award, bruh. You deserve one. But I'm telling you, this, this is an excellent strain if you are feeling any type of appetite loss, depression, mind fog, anything. It's one of those strains that's universal in helping with so many things across the board. Which is why I don't understand, again, the stigma around marijuana because it's absolutely helpful in every situation. You know, even in situations where I'm in absolute pain and I'm not taking the Dilaudid that my doctor has given to me, where I have a bottle with 30 pills that I absolutely refuse to take, but then I smoke some weed and I'm good. You know what I'm saying? That means everything to me, especially to somebody that's going through something like this. I can't even imagine how it helps other people when they're going through their things, you know what I'm saying? So why the stigma? Why the trouble? Because it's good, because it keeps you well, because it helps you think for yourself. That's why we're, we're not gonna get into it today, but guys, if you definitely want something that's gonna help you relax, chill out, it doesn't really give you the munchies. I mean, it didn't really give me the munchies. It just helped me eat. Maybe it'll help somebody else. I mean, I went from having having no appetite to being able to sustain myself a little bit. So it might give you guys the munchies. I can't really say. So check it out. You know, today is a great day to check out a new strain. I'm just saying. So fall 2021, happy holidays, y'all. Enjoy yourself. All right, so let's discuss ACC itself. What should we know today? What's different? What haven't we heard before? Maybe we've heard it and everybody else hasn't. And I mean, we know everyone else hasn't. Most doctors haven't even heard about it. So we can honestly expect that people have no idea what the fuck we're talking about when they say, what kind of cancer is that? So let's see. 
Let's tell y'all something y'all may not know. Adenoid cystic carcinoma is not considered to be an inherited cancer. Like most cancers, ACC appears to develop from genetic changes that are caused by something in a person's environment. In almost all reported cases, ACC has occurred sporadically in people with no family history of ACC. So it comes from fucking nowhere. And they have no answers about where it develops, how it develops, and what causes it to develop. It's either you get it or you don't. They call it the bad luck cancer because it's like, oops, you got it that's fucked up but yeah that's something else that you guys may not have known about ACC it comes literally from nowhere and they can't track it and it can show up anywhere in your body wow right and so with um an outlook like that is either you stay positive or you let it defeat you and it's very easy to let it to defeat you I mean with odds like that according to doctors but the doctor that I believe in is supernatural and can do anything and it's nothing that's impossible so I stay positive and I look at the little faces that I've given birth to and there's nothing that I can do but to stay positive so that's exactly what I'll do despite everything that's read on the internet that doesn't mean that it's going to happen for you like I say every time we're all individuals so It doesn't mean that you're going to die or you have an 89 cent survival rate after a certain age or whatever those things are that they list that 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 they say that's always been listed since I was first diagnosed. All those beautiful things, you know, we're so happy to hear such morbid news, such morbid quote unquote facts from doctors that know everything. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's what we choose to believe and how we choose to live. If I chose to live based on the quote-unquote facts that I read on the internet, I'd probably be dead already. Alright, so last week's writing prompt challenged us to... Let me go back to the book to tell you exactly what it says verbatim. It says, if you had to make a pros and cons list about yourself, what would be the top three in each category? So I sat here and I thought about it. You know, I feel like I could even give it more thought and it would change over time. You know, we grow as people. So it's not going to remain this list for the rest of my life, you know. So my pros I listed as I'm loyal, number one. And number two, I'm open-minded. So I always try to see from other people's perspectives, even if I disagree. And number three, I would say that I'm very brave. Just because facing all of these things with the cancer, I think if I didn't have children, I'd be absolutely terrified you know so being able to go into it with you know I'm just going to stay positive because I have to I have children it's helped me so much you know growing up with anxiety I feel like you know a lot of situations I've had panic attacks I've had thoughts of suicide so it's been you know an eye-opening experience to see that I am actually going through these things and when I look back on things that I've experienced I'm like whoa what the hell I don't even think if I knew consciously what I was going to experience I, I wouldn't be able to do it so I would definitely say that is being brave the cons okay number one loyal although i see it as a pro i also see it as a con because i don't often get the loyalty back that i put out and i'm left feeling used and drained and not so much anymore i've learned to keep people away from stealing my energy and i control my energy as a choice and i don't give it to anyone so it's like no it's not for everyone i just don't let you plug into me and steal from me anymore so it's not like that so that growth has helped me in a trillion different ways but the loyalty can be used to you know take advantage of people and i've seen it happen to myself numerous times and i was like what am i doing wrong why because it's easy because they know that you're going to be there because they know that they can depend on you for all of their bullshit so yes i have listed loyalty 
that I also see this pro as a con. My top number one con. Number two of cons, I am an overthinker. Sometimes I can sit down and over process things and I may see it in a way where it's not even meant to be presented, you know, miscommunication, things of that nature. So yeah, I can be an overthinker. Sometimes I try to, you know, reprogram my mind to just get straight to the point and what it is. And I've been able to do that a lot more lately, like 90%, but I'm still working on it. And another con in number three, I procrastinate. Oh my gosh, I'm late to my appointments. I am late on my workouts sometimes, or I just won't do it because I don't feel like it. And I don't use the cancer as an excuse, so that's not even that. But you know, if my body is really, really in pain, I won't do it then. I'm always making sure that I'm doing the right thing for my body most times. You know, I'm not always going to get it right, but most times. And I'm very conscious of this, so I pay attention. But yeah, I can procrastinate like the Man, if you had somebody that was the biggest procrastinator in the world and they made the Guinness Book of World Records, I'd beat them. I'm telling you, it's not a good thing, but I'm working on it. So definitely, I hope you guys really wrote down and thought about what you would list as your top three pros and cons about yourself. Because it's something that you can work on. You know what I'm saying? Like everything is a choice. And we have things laid out in front of us like the path. You're going to go left or right. So this is something that you should definitely see. And a lot of times people don't want to see this. You don't want to hear the truth about yourself. Damn sure not from somebody else because a lot of times when people tell us the truth, we get so defensive and we start to argue and it's a problem, you know. So if we can do it privately to ourselves and be honest with ourselves, then we can be honest with other people if we feel that they're worth our truth. Because not everybody's worth your truth. Not everybody needs to know. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody's going to experience you that way. So it's not everybody's business. So I really hope that y'all thought about this and didn't use some sort of something that made you feel connected to what everybody else feels is normal in pros and cons. No, I really hope you dived into who you are, your soul, your character, you, you, you. Think about you in these moments. Top three pros and cons about yourself. So we're going to work on another writing prompt. Let's just randomly turn to it for next week. All right. Flipping through the book in three, two, one. All right. It says, do you like garage sales or shopping at thrift stores? What's the coolest thing you've ever bought there? All right. Let me know next week. We shall see you then. All right, I'm not going to lie. Your girl has not been working out, and it's not because I haven't wanted to and dreamed about it, daydreaming. It's because my body has been going through it. It's been experiencing a lot of different pains and aches and things that have occurred from these medications they've had me on. One of the worst being that um, the muscles and uh, bones and nerves in my lower back and into my legs have completely taken, uh, I don't know what you would call it, a, a shift maybe, Um I experience extreme pain in those areas to the point where I can't even bend over and touch my toes. You know, I went from being able to work out, doing all these incredible things, you know, very flexible to barely being able to bend over to do anything, to even pick something up that I drop on the floor. I have to bend in slow motion. I can't squat down. I can't sit on the floor. Um, sitting down in a chair is a painful process and it's a slow process and um, I'm fighting to push back. You know, I walk very slowly. I feel like a baby that's just learning how to walk for the first time. It's It's been very painful, frustrating, irritating on top of one thing after the next. You know, you're trying to walk yourself around an urgent care center to get to a breathing treatment or, you know, cough syrup and you can barely get there because the muscles in your back are just locking up on you. Your sciatic nerve is not helping at all. You're just you're feeling shit. You're feeling all that shit. And it's, it's a, and this is not even the cancer, y'all. This is not even the cancer. 
And this is on top of everything else. We haven't even had surgery yet. The cancer itself has not even been in focus yet. This is everything else. This is all the other bullshit. So it's been rough. <laughs> and as I sit in my bed right now, I couldn't even go in my closet where I normally do it and sit on the floor. I have to sit in my bed with pillows behind me to even be able to tolerate how my back feels. So that's been a whole new process. So I'm not doing my workouts right now. And I am planning them out, you know, slowly but surely doing small things. I stretch every morning. Even that leaves me in pain, but I'm pushing through. I'm not hurting anything. You know, everything is just reacting. Everything. My body's reacting to all this poison that was pumped into my body that I am no longer taking. Now it's pumping everything back out. You know, my body's pushing through the pain and it's it's fighting. My body's a fighter. It always has been and it always will be. You know, I keep it healthy. I'm still on my herbs and my oils and my healthy eating. So, you know, every time I go to the doctor, the only thing that's bothering my body right now is the ACC. And, you know, there was bronchitis. I mean, that happens. So my body's in a great state. I'm going to keep it that way. And I will start back on my workouts. And as soon as I do, you guys will be the first to know. Thank you guys for joining me yet again. I am back in my favorite place, my office, but I am standing up straight. I am in my closet. I am so happy to be in this closet because it feels like it's my own little personal office, you know, and I actually can fit a desk in here. It's huge. I'm telling you, I'm not even going to lie. But I wanted to go over last week's trivia question. Nobody got the answer right, so nobody got the gift card, unfortunately. But I'm going to give you guys the answer and we're going to do it all over again to give you guys another chance to win a $25 gift card to your place of choice. So here we go. What did Monica make to get over her breakup with Richard? That was the question from last week, the trivia question. Anybody? Anybody? And the answer is jam. She made jam for Richard, you guys. Come on now. This week's trivia question. <clears throat> what instrument did Ross originally want to play at Chandler and Monica's wedding? What instrument did Ross originally want to play at Chandler and Monica's wedding? You guys think about it. Do some research. Get back to me next week for that $25 gift card. And it's been a joy again talking to you guys. And I will see you again next Tuesday.